Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. It is NFL Sunday and we got picks to get through. So uh, without much further ado, we're going to get right on into it with uh, some spread picks and uh, what I'm thinking from a DFS standpoint as I am sadly on the Giants this week for DFS. I'll get to that game in a bit. Uh, I feel like this is the beginning of a horrible Sunday because I know how much the Giants have disappointed me already this year. But we're going to do it anyway, folks. We got to do this. We're we're 0-2. We can't go 0-3. Oh, God, we're going to go 0-3. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. All right. Um, Arizona uh, going to Jacksonville. Uh, Arizona minus 7.5 uh, point favorites. The Lions moved up. Uh, Cardinals should take this one uh, over Jacksonville. Realistically, it's got to be mistakes from Arizona's end to keep Jacksonville in this. Uh, Jacksonville just has not done much on offense. I don't see how they put up 17 points on their own without the defense or special teams getting involved here. Uh, Arizona should take this one easily. Uh, so I am taking Arizona and, uh, and the cover on this one. I think they win double digits. This shouldn't be... That much of a problem, like I said, uh, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, I have concerns about playing Jacksonville pieces, uh, you know, in season long, I'm even considering benching James Robinson. It could burn me, but, uh, you know, you kind of need a catch up, uh, uh, thought process, uh, with Jacksonville and who's going to get the work, but uh, James Robinson hasn't been getting the work lately. I, I don't understand what Jacksonville is doing offensively. Um, Marvin Jones, certainly you can play him. Uh, I don't have any reservations on that. If you're stacking, um, if you're stacking, uh, 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 players on the Arizona side and you need a run back, uh, I definitely get the Marvin Jones play. Kyler Murray is always in play at, at the QB spot. So, uh, it's just a pricing issue cause he's a uh, 8,300. It's, it's a little harder to justify cause Kyler is more expensive than Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is in a smash spot uh, against the Chargers uh, team. That should be a high-scoring game. Justin Herbert is, like, bargain-bin pricing uh, uh, where he's only 6'8", uh, 6,800. It, it just – it's hard to justify Kyler Murray, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, this week. Uh, but to get different in tournaments, I certainly get it. Uh, he could still put up big numbers, so uh, it's not it's not crazy, not crazy at all. Um, how it can uh, how it can pan out, but uh, yeah, I, I 
I don't necessarily see myself going in that direction. Uh, moving on, we've got uh, Baltimore. Ho- well, no, Baltimore traveling to Detroit. Baltimore nine and a half point favorites. Detroit terrible as usual. Uh, they did have uh, a decent showing Monday night, but you know they're up for those games against uh, Green Bay. I-, I just, I'm not. I'm not exactly gonna be. I'm not gonna be pushing this game. Uh, just be perfectly honest. It's just. Uh, I I really don't. I really don't know who I'm interested in in this game besides Lamar. I, you know, I know there. I know DeAndre Swift could have a good game. He could have a good game. Hawkinson should have a good game in a catch-up script when they're falling behind and golf is just dumping off passes to Hawkinson. This should be a blowout game for Baltimore. Uh, you know, I know it could be a letdown spot because they beat Kansas City, but if you're beating Kansas City and then going in and struggling or somehow losing to Detroit, I I, I don't know. I, I think that would make me really uh, reevaluate Baltimore as a team if that even if something like that uh, occurred. I really don't think there's anything to be said about that. I, you know, I'm just going to move on from this one because, like I said, I play Lamar. I don't, you know, you can play, you can probably play Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews seems to only show up when games don't matter. He had a terrible game against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, got the big contract extension, but I'm beginning to see with Mark Andrews games, the way to play him is play him on these nondescript games. Shit. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe I'll have to work into Mark Andrews. I don't know. There's so many tight ends, and Andrews is expensive. Oh, man. It's, I like I like tight end this week. It's just that Mark Andrews is so pricey uh, uh, for tight end uh, this week. Uh, he's 5K. And you have all these options below uh, 4K that you can go to. It's like, it's hard to justify Mark Andrews because you, you, you could go up to Waller at 7400 Expensive, but Waller's a wide receiver and the car uses him like a wide receiver. So you're paying a wide receiver price for, uh, for Waller and the same thing for Kelsey. Kelsey's a wide receiver. You know, you're going to get the floor of a wide receiver in the tight end spot. So I can justify the pricing. I just don't know if Lamar can throw the ball enough to Mark Andrews to justify the 5k price tag. He's got to get in the end zone, uh, in my opinion, at that point, um, to make it worthwhile. But, um, yeah, that's about it for this game. I, I, I don't like anything else involved with it. And I think Baltimore wins easily. Cleveland hosting Chicago. This is straightforward. Chicago is getting blown out. Cleveland, Going up against Justin Fields, making his first start. Uh, the, the Bears injured on both sides of the ball. It's not like Andy Dalton's good, but I don't think Matt Nagy really has anything in in, in his repertoire to get this offense going. Uh, like this, this offense just looks stagnant. I I, I don't like it at all. Uh, moving on, uh, 
Yeah, because like here's the thing: it's like this is such a nondescript game from a DFS standpoint. I'm not even sure if I want to play Nick Chubb in this matchup because the Bears' defense should be solid enough that they don't get stomped by Chubb. And because it was a blowout, I almost like Kareem Hunt more than Chubb because I feel as though this game is going to be so far out of hand that it's just going to end up being Kareem Hunt getting touches in the second half as opposed to Chubb. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like Chubb in this matchup. I, I, I think, yes, I think they run the ball, but it's like, I think Chicago is so inept on offense that, you know, I could see Cleveland just, like, grinding out, like, a couple of field goals. Like, they don't necessarily have to get in the end zone. I, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. Moving on, but I do think Cleveland covers easily the seven-and-a-half point spread, uh, you know. Like I said, it's nothing against Fields. It's just I don't think Matt Nagy knows what he's doing. Pittsburgh hosting Cincinnati. I'm taking the Bengals to win outright. I'm just saying it right now. The Bengals are winning this game. Pittsburgh is dust right now. I don't care. I keep hearing folks talk about the Steelers are trying to get on track. Ben Roethlisberger is done. He is done. His arm is shot. Like, I keep watching the tape of these games. Like, I'm not directly watching the Steelers games, but when I'm – Rewatching it after the fact, there's nothing that Ben Roethlisberger has done so far this year to show me that his arm isn't done. I thought this is what happened last year where he just lost all velocity on his throws as the season wore on. This year he came into the season and it was still no velocity. Like, it is it is over. It is over. Uh, I mean, Deontay Johnson's not playing in this one, so it's just going to be Juju and Claypool. I, I don't see where... Like, they can run a bunch of pick plays and try to see if they can uh, get a pick play and then the uh, guy try to house it uh, with yards after catch. But, like, Ben trying to throw people open. Like, the only throw he can do at this point, I think, is the back shoulder fade throw because you don't need the velocity on the ball. You need touch. And Ben still is a veteran. He has touch, I'm sure. But he has no velocity on his throws. It's it's clearly obvious. So, I'm taking Cincinnati. I don't even think it's going to be – that high scoring game, so I'm maybe I'll play Tyler Boyd uh, because it looks like T Higgins going to miss the game. So Boyd at 4700 makes sense. Jamar Chase is 5400, so that's definitely a GPP play. Uh, maybe he gets uh, a pass over the top, I guess. Uh, but Steelers have been better at defending long balls, though, so. I don't necessarily want to have to rely on it. I just don't see enough volume to make this really a true DFS game. And I don't like mixing against Steelers run defense. Uh, That's just one of those things I've always had in mind with the Steelers. It's just trying to running on them. Usually is not the most viable way of going about it. Uh, Titans uh, hosting the Colts. Uh, Oh, and and by the way, Pittsburgh's a four and a half, uh, like a, they start out at a four and a half point favorite. It's down to three and a half. I I don't know what I know. Pittsburgh's at home, but I think Cincinnati's a better team. Uh, that that like I said, I'm just taking the Bengals outright. Uh, Tennessee and Indy. All right. So Derrick Henry had a huge game last week. He is eighty four hundred. 
I probably am going to play Derrick Henry again in my main lineup because Car- Carson Wentz is dealing with not one, but two sprained ankles. Somehow sprained both his ankles in the game last week. I don't know how you do that, but he somehow did. I think the Colts offense just stagnates here. And stagnant offense combined with Derrick Henry just bludgeoning your defense. I know the Colts have a solid run defense. I still think Derrick Henry gets there anyway because I don't think the Colts moved the ball enough on offense uh, to help out their defense from a time of, uh, time of possession standpoint. I think their defense wears out, and we all know that Derrick Henry is a sledgehammer. You keep giving him the ball, he's going to get over 100 yards. I think he wears them out, and then he probably breaks off a huge touchdown run in the second half and just caps this game off, and then I end up being tilted because I didn't play Derrick Henry. So I'm not going to do that this week. I'm going to play Derrick Henry and look for the huge fourth-quarter run to just destroy the slate uh, as he runs for over 150 yards. Because I I look at it and say, this seems like a Derrick Henry game where he just runs for a bunch of yards in the second half as the defense gets tired. And I just don't – I don't see how a QB with two sprained ankles – is going to do all that well throwing the football and being able to plant properly. I, like I said, I, I just don't like uh, Indy this week. And it's not like they actually have backups anyway that are worth a damn. So, uh, you know, Carson Wentz has to figure it out. Like, that's really what it comes down to. All right. Let's, let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, my Giants hosting Atlanta. Two awful teams. Awful teams. Giants are two and a half point favorites. Uh, Listen, I don't like being a homer. But if there's a game. Is I mean, if there's a game, I mean, it, it basically goes without saying you've got a number of talented offensive weapons on both sides. The Chargers are priced way too cheap. Austin Eckler is only 7K. Uh, you've got multiple receivers. So you got um, uh, Keenan Allen at uh, 6'8", uh, Mike Williams at 6'4", 6'400". They are too cheap. They are too cheap. It's it's scary how cheap uh, these players are. I, I just can't get over it. Uh, on the Chargers side, and then on the Chiefs side, you know, obviously we have Kelsey at eighty two hundred. You got uh, Tyree Kill eighty four hundred. Um, Mahomes is eighty two hundred. Uh, but you you can go on the Charger side and run it back with a Chiefs player, and it's not going to kill you. It, I think a lot of people are going to go for that build, but it's a smart build. I, I you know, I'm definitely having exposure. Uh, to the uh, to the Chiefs, but on the Giants, uh, going back to the Giants game, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's these two games early on I'm targeting. I uh, like uh, between the Chiefs and the Giants. Logically, it should go to the Chiefs Chargers game. Logically, it should go Chiefs Chargers. But knowing the variance of the NFL. It could be the Giants-Falcons uh, game that shoots out. It, I can literally see both games like going on at the same time, and you have the shootout on both games. And the thing is, 
I think the bulk of ownership should be going to that Chiefs Chargers game. That's the logical thing. But I think the Giants Falcons game has an equal chance at shooting out. These are bad teams. The Giants defense, while solid, the athleticism of Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley can beat the Giants. There is no one on the Giants that physically can match up with those two players if Matt Ryan puts the ball where he's supposed to. Given his years of experience and what his talent level has been in the past, Matt Ryan should be able to put the ball into position. Uh, this isn't a big Ben situation where Matt Ryan doesn't have the velocity anymore. Matt Ryan should be able to uh, do damage to the Giants' defense, given the offensive weapon he has. So, I- I'm conflicted in this one because, you know, on the Giants' side, yeah, the Giants should win that game against the Falcons. But is there a scenario where Matt Ryan shoots it out for Atlanta and, and, and crushes in the lineups? Absolutely. Can I see uh, Daniel Jones having a big day at 5,800 throwing against the Falcons' putrid defense? Absolutely. Do I like uh, Sterling Shepard at 5,900 and uh, uh, Darius Slayton at 4,600 as a cheap stack? Absolutely. Do uh, do I like Calvin Ridley at 7K and Kyle Pitts at 4,900? Absolutely. Like, I see these two games as the ones to target for the early, uh, early, uh, early slate. And going after those 1 p.m. games, I think, is beneficial for the main slate. I really do. So that's where I'm I'm going to be at for my main builds, uh, talking about these games. I, I am going to be, you know, I think the Giants beat the Falcons. I think that game shoots out. I think it's a nail-biter, but I think the Giants do beat out the Falcons. And we get a high-scoring sc- game where, you know, we're it, talking mid-50s. I think we get that from the Giants game. Just as like when I see that shootout happening for the Chiefs game. It's just that from an ownership standpoint, the ownership should be gravitating towards the Chargers Chiefs because they had the Chargers were priced too cheap and the upside potential for both the Chiefs and Chargers are a tremendous. It's like it's a higher probability that that game shoots out compared to the Giants and Falcons. No question. But from all... Uh, consideration of uh, like kind of figuring out I I think you know you kind of have to look at it from the standpoint of where you want to play your DFS lineups and I think the Giants game actually offers you a little bit better uh, point per dollar value and I I think the upside there is uh, is on par with the Chiefs Chargers game Um, so uh, the Chargers uh, just from a betting line standpoint were six and a half point underdogs to the Chiefs, the Chargers can win this game. So I, I think it's a horrible line. Uh, you know, I know the Chiefs are at home, but I think people just disrespect the Chargers. I, I think the Chargers can win that game. They always play the Chiefs tough. This this line, you know, I just I don't agree with it at all. So uh, th- that's where I'm kind of going. Um, but these are my two favorite games of the day from a DFS standpoint, uh, Giants, Falcons, and Chiefs, Chargers. Uh, so uh, to wrap out uh, uh, or round out the remaining 1 p.m. games, we got New Orleans and New England. I'm crossing this entire game off. Not only do I think New England wins because they will just bore the crap out of the Saints, I just think it's too low scoring. I don't see New Orleans doing all that much. 
I th- I think we might finally get Marquez Callaway uh, some touches because I think the Pats uh, do a good enough job shutting out Kamara that Jameis is gonna have to f- throw to the wide receivers, uh, and you know hopefully he gets more time to make progressions than he did against Carolina because Carolina just swarmed him completely. They're like he had no shot. But I'm just crossing this game off. I just don't see enough value in even the Damian Harris uh, to carry the load and uh, get us the fancy points we need. So I'm just crossing this game off. Um, But I do think uh, New England wins that one. And then Buffalo against Washington. I think Buffalo stomps here. Uh, Josh Allen is my dark horse uh, for tournaments that I'm afraid of because I'm not playing – I'm not playing the Bills because I think they will be comfortably enough ahead of Washington. I didn't see enough from Taylor Heineke to give me any pause against other defenses. The Giants just did not play well that Thursday night game. But with that being said, I don't think Washington does enough to stay in that game to make the Bills worthwhile to shoot it out. I I don't I see them scoring points. I just don't think they score enough points uh, between. Uh, uh, between Allen and Diggs, and uh, you got Manuel Sanders and Beasley. I don't think they score enough points because I think it's just such a stomp over Washington that they don't they won't need to really be playing their starter. So to me, I just think this uh, it's just a one way street on this one. Uh, I'm just gonna cross this game off too. But if you guys want to play Josh Allen and and Diggs together, uh, so be it. I just I don't necessarily like doing a three-man stack with Buffalo this week because I don't think there's enough on uh, on the Washington side to run it back with. Uh, like You usually want to have players to run it back with. I, I just don't think there's enough there. Uh, getting to the 4 p.m. games. Let's just get this one out of the way. Denver, 10.5-point favorites over the Jets. They are going to stomp this Jets team. I like Denver's defense. I am basically lock-buttoning Denver's defense overall for DFS, so like I'll, and by lock button, I, I basically mean over 60%. I, I just, defenses are so volatile that you don't want to lock in on a defense. I just don't see where the Jets generate offense against this Denver pass rush. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. With Mekhi Becton out, I, I just think that uh, Zach Wilson is in for another long day in the office. I, I don't, I don't see where the Jets ever threatened Denver in this game. Uh, now, for a DFS perspective, yes, uh, I'm playing defense, but the only play I'm probably going with here in my main build that I'm considering would be Javante Williams, the backup running back. Obviously, he's been in timeshare with Melvin Gordon, but if you look at the stats, Javante has been more impressive uh, from the game tape standpoint, more yards per carry, uh, They've just been kind of stretching out uh, him taking over. But, uh, yeah, I I have to say that, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon's uh, grip on the starters role has got to be coming to an end sooner than later because uh, Javante has just been the better back, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got really for that game. Will I have some exposure to Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant? Yes. Uh, you know, eventually that, that might happen, but... You know, I just don't – I don't see enough from this game to keep talking about it. Uh, moving on. 
I am somewhat interested in this Minnesota-Seattle game because this is usually the spot where you think Seattle's going to win, and then they get smashed. And again, Seattle's favored in this matchup. I think Minnesota should have been favored, to be honest, as the home uh, team. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Vikings uh, routinely get disrespected uh, because of Kirk Cousins. And, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins could uh, ball out with uh, one of his... Uh, you like that? You like that? ...type of performances. Uh, you know, I think Cousins is a fine GPP play. Uh, Justin Jefferson has started out slow this year. Um, Thielen's a good option to play with. Uh, the issue here is that Dalvin Cook is likely to miss this game with an ankle injury that they were not happy about uh, from a low tackle. But um, I think uh, Alexander Madison uh, fills in and does a pretty good job. Madison already got priced up to 6K on DraftKings, but I think it's worthwhile enough to consider him uh, in tournament formats uh, regardless. Uh, but uh, And then on the Seattle side, obviously you have Russell Wilson and his wide receivers. Uh, yes, you can play Chris Carson, um, but like I said before with Chris Carson, it's always an issue with the ceiling because it's a very low ceiling, but the floor is going to be double digits. It's just I don't I don't see a breakout game coming from this for uh, from Chris Carson. The breakout game to me would be uh, DK or Lockett or Bust uh, in terms of the Seattle offense uh, as it usually ends up being while Carson moves the chains. So uh, don't mind uh, uh, playing as Seattle players. I just, you know, as a hard and fast rule, you just don't play uh, Lockett and Metcalf together. One guy goes off, the other guy doesn't. But, like, that's just the way it is with uh, how Russ operates in the QB role. Um, but, yeah, in terms of uh, uh, the uh, – Afternoon slate, yeah, you got uh, Vegas hosting Miami. Uh, Vegas, uh, slight uh, uh, slight favorite at home, three and a half. They should be able to beat the Dolphins. Dolphins have just been rough, uh, but Jacoby Brissett, now having practice time with the first team, uh, can make this game interesting. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not... I'm not thrilled about this one. I'm just going to fade this uh, game completely from a DFS standpoint and definitely not betting on the, uh, the Raiders getting the win here. Just knowing their inconsistency, eh, not worth it in my opinion. Uh, game of the well, could be game of the day. I, I don't know if it will, but I think it should end up working out to be the best game of the day uh, besides the Chiefs-Chargers uh, game is uh, Rams hosting the Buccaneers. Rams half-point favorites at uh, at home. Tampa coming in. I think Tampa is going to have some trouble, but I think Tampa also presents enough challenges for the Rams' defense that this could be a very spread-out game for Tampa to attack with their offensive weapons, and I think Brady gets it done here. I think Tampa wins the game outright, and... While I love Chris Godwin, I would not be shocked if uh, you got a couple of players on Tampa, most notably Scotty Miller, because Antonio Brown's out uh, due to uh, COVID-19 procedures. 
uh, and testing positive, I, I think Scotty Miller could be in for a big day uh, at 3,100. It would not shock me in the slightest uh, for Brady to take a shot over the top uh, on this Rams defense. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've got for the main slate. Uh, Sunday Night Football, listen, until the Packers show me something a little bit different than in the past, I think San Francisco mauls them again, uh, as highlighted by this one of my favorite clips all time for the show. We've seen it over and over and over. This is uh, this is taking away the manhood right here in the Green Bay Packers. I mean, from a line perspective, the Packers should be at a disadvantage to the 49ers. They just they just don't match up well stylistically. On the line of scrimmage on both ends, I just think this is going to be an interesting one. But I, I, I think it, I think if Green Bay has any shot of uh, being uh, at the top of the uh, game uh, to become a Super Bowl champion, which is the goal, we're going to learn a lot tonight. Um, from Aaron Rodgers and crew, if they were serious, uh, committed to winning the Super Bowl, because they got to get this uh, San Francisco monkey off their back. Uh, the 49ers have bullied them for a couple of years now. Uh, when healthy, I just look at it and say it, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be an interesting one. I I, I really think San Francisco is going to win this one. Uh, in my gut, is just telling me. Take San Fran, the three and a half. Uh, I think they win by a touchdown. I, I really do. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I I just think the Packers run into too many issues at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football when they play San Francisco. And we've seen, like, Aaron Jones had the big game Monday night. <laughs> I could easily see him getting shut down by San Francisco. It, it would play right into it where the public's – all on Aaron Jones because he scored four touchdowns, and then he has zero touchdowns against the 49ers tonight. I could easily see that happening. Um, so I'm I'm off Aaron Jones, obviously, uh, but for showdown slates, I could see myself playing uh, Devontae Adams in the catch-up script. But, uh, you know, rookie running back Trey Sermon is the next man up for the 49ers who just keep having injuries at the running back position. As long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't turn the ball over, I just see San Francisco winning this game. I really do. So, you know, that's just kind of the way I'm, I'm looking at it uh, from uh, the standpoint here. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, that's all I got for now uh, in terms of uh, uh, the lines here. Uh, you know, obviously we got Monday Night Football with Dallas three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home. But uh, I think uh, – I think Philly it should pose a number of interesting problems for them, um, but uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do try to do a Monday night showdown show and kind of go from there. But uh, that's all for now, folks. Uh, but uh, enjoy the games and uh, uh, best of luck. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.